Hi, everyone, and welcome to Making Ways, the art of music. And we're here with a brand new season. This series is all about the crossroads where music and visual art meet on the Weirder Together podcast network. I'm your host, Rob Goodman, a diehard music fan and an illustrator for bands. I've been creating album covers and designing posters for bands like King Crimson, Ben Folds, and many more. In each of our episodes, I speak with bands and musicians with their visual art counterparts together about the art of music and creative collaboration. We're talking album artwork, posters, stage shows, and collaborations for music videos, TV and film, and so much more. On today's show, I'm so excited to welcome musician and songwriter Scout Gallette. In conversation with her album photographer and videographer, Julie Orlick, and poster illustrator and designer, Ian Langho. This is a really fun two-parter where I first chat with Scout and Julie, and then I talk to Scout and Ian. And it's all about the art of Scout's music. Originally from Missouri and sharpening her teeth in the Kansas City punk scene, Scout has been building a home in the Brooklyn DIY music scene since 2017. Her debut album, No Roof, No Floor, on the Captured Tracks label, is a stunning and captivating record, equal parts haunting and hopeful, that centers on the idea of home and finding that center no matter where your head rests at night. Julie Orlick is an experimental filmmaker, analog photographer, poet, and artist. Ian Langho is a visual artist, graphic designer, and musician too. And in this special two-fold episode, we talked to Scout, Julie, and Ian about the very old-school photography process that was used to capture the cover image for her debut album, the commitment it takes for creative collaboration to thrive, and how Ian and Scout's friendship and common visual language unites their work together. From tintype photography to typesetting posters and finding inspiration in open spaces and even in other people's trash, this is a wonderful episode featuring one of my favorite new and emerging artists, Scout Gallette. And I want to give a special shout out of thanks to Tom Gallo at lookinmyrecords.com for making the introduction. All right, let's get started. Scout and Julie, welcome to Making Ways, The Art of Music. I'm so excited to talk to you both. Happy to be here. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, and this is a special kind of doubleheader episode, Scout. We've got Julie here talking about photography and album artwork, and then we're going to be joined by Ian to talk about band poster design and illustration and graphics. And it's like the whole world of Scout Gillette on this episode. Yes, it's my people, my team. So Scout, tell me how you and Julie first met and you know how collaboration came together on the new record. I first saw Julie's work through Rachel Brown from Water From Your Eyes. I saw some photos that Julie took on Instagram and I was blown away and it was really resonating with the imagery I was trying to go for. And so I followed Julie and it was during the time when I was, I had just finished the record, No Roof, No Floor. And I had been working on mood boards while recording the record. And only three weeks after recording the record, we had the photo shoot. So we met at a coffee shop for the first time. You came by where I was working. And I shared my mood boards with Julie and shared what I was going after. And 
We shot the tintypes in one of my first homes in Ridgewood, New York, in the basement. And my friend Alexa came and helped us out. And I've always wanted to do tintypes. I've always been really moved by them. And we had a great time. And you said tintypes? Yeah. What is a tintype? A tintype is... Uh, Julie, do you want... How about you? You, you, you know more. <laughs> yeah, tintype. A tintype is basically a photo on aluminum. So it's like one of the first forms of photography in like the late 1800s. You know, have you ever heard of a daguerreotype? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it came after the daguerreotype. And it was more for like portraits of family members and stuff like that. It's like the first form of photography. Yeah. We actually, all of the hands from the record cover and all of the exposures were done one shot at a time. So we had a black curtain drawn over me and then my hands were down here. That was one shot, second shot, you know, third, and to get all of them. And then we put them in, I don't know what it was called, but it was like water or oil. And then you saw them process. Oh yeah. It, that was fixer. And you did it in right on the spot in, in the basement and... Yeah, I don't have any of my own uh, gear, unfortunately, but hopefully soon one day. But I rented everything from this tintype photographer in Brooklyn called Brooklyn Tintype. Like, that's their studio name. And they have, like, all the chemicals and the camera. Yeah, you basically just do it right there. It's kind of like instant photography. It's kind of hard, at least, like, setting up photos because, you know, the exposures are, like, eight seconds long. And then you have to, like, propose it in basically in darkness, blindly, if you will. Because you've got to like look through the camera and they got to stay still for a long period of time. And then you have to do that with each pose. Once you take the photo, it goes in this metal slate and it goes into the camera and you can't like look through the viewfinder. You kind of have to just trust that everything has stayed how you posed it. And then, you know, you just count and then you put up the shutter and then flash the light and then close the shutter and then close the little box and then take it out. And then put it into the developer inside the dark room. It was a long <laughs> and awesome process. That's amazing. This is for the cover of No Roof, No Floor, your debut LP. Yeah. Are there a bunch of versions of this cover that like weren't as perfect as what we see? Or was it like you nailed it on the first go around? We kind of nailed it. We only did six tintypes. It was pretty much a miracle. <laughs> <laughs> There's so much kind of faith you have to have in the process that like, hey, this is working out and yeah, this is going to come out the way we envision it. I think that also that process really resonates with the whole making of the record and the whole record itself. It's really surrendering to trust and really daring to go outside of the box and to go outside of what you're used to and, you know, no roof, no floor required, like pushing yourself to different areas and trusting the unknown. Yeah. At what point in the creation of this album did you start to have visuals come to mind, Scout, and talk about kind of that connection to the music and how you like to express it through the visuals? It was during the peak of the pandemic when I had the time to be an artist. I was working so hard before and being on unemployment and having stimulus checks helped me be an artist and to live life. And I spent a lot of time going to the beach and to Fort Tilden. And when the title track, No Roof, No Floor, when that concept came to me, kind of everything came to me. I finished 444 Marcy Avenue. I was really starting to put visuals together. And I had a mood board and I had an idea and I had all of 
the record cover ready before getting signed with Capture Tracks. You know, I was like, this is what it is. And I really understood what the record meant to me at that point because I had so much time to process it and to really live the songs. And working with Julian, getting connected to Julie has been just one of the best things about having my career change and evolve. And I've enjoyed collaborating with her. And I think we have a lot of ideas and things for the future that we want to do. Yeah, it's been great. Julie, why this kind of old style of photography? What is the connection for you to the process? And do you ever kind of go the other way digitally and start to, you know, experiment there between kind of the old and the new? Or what drew you to this process? Well, I've always done film photography since I learned it when I was like in high school. And I remember like in my photography class, digital was starting to take over and like a lot of the film classes were being cut and stuff. And I just remember the love a certain photographer has for film is like unmatched, if you will. And like everyone in my photography class, like the entire department was like film lovers to the full extent. And I just remember being like, I'm not going to ever shoot digital because I ever, you know, it was like this weird moment in time where people were upset and, you know, and then the, the whole like film is not dead thing <laughs> even became a thing, you know? And yeah, I just continued photographing, you know, for years and years. And I don't know, film has always just been number one for me. I think it looks the best. Yeah. And then tintypes was really exciting when I found out it was even possible for me to learn it. And when I started doing that, I just remember thinking like, oh, this is exactly how I want a photograph to look. And you don't even have to do anything. You just take the photo and it looks like that. You know what I mean? Like, we have to do something. <laughs> to any of those photos, it's literally just what came out, you know? Yeah, and that's yeah. my favorite part about it. Well, I think that's what showcases your talent. I think you did do a lot of work and you really helped take my vision to the next level. You really understood it. And from even looking back to the mood boards after, you did consider and take in everything that I said to you. And I think that's something that's so big about film. You do have to do a lot. You do have to take risks and trust. And you don't know. You can't manipulate it after. You have to know lighting. You have to know poses. You have to know your shit. It's complex. Yeah, it's really complex. <laughs> and there's a lot that goes into it. And even just working with you through film and through Super A and doing all different kinds of different stuff with you, I see how much you know and how knowledgeable you are with lighting and everything. I appreciate that. Yeah, I love your images, Julie. They're gorgeous. And the motion and video and film is incredible. I mean, is there a story you're trying to tell through the images that you capture more broadly? I try to capture the feeling that like the early 1900s bring in terms of aesthetic and style. I've always been really drawn to that, like 1920s and 30s fashion and makeup and movie making before there was sound, you know, in movies like the silent movie era and all of that type of work, um, the surrealist movement and French surrealism. I think that's also something that really we connect on because silent film and carnival and French surrealism, Claude Cahoon, all that stuff has always really spoken to me. And I'm an old school girl. We're both Pisces. We're both old souls. And I love that you understand that world and that time and you bring it 
Yeah. And there's there's a haunting nature to your music, Scout. I mean, I think the way you capture your vocals and the way there's so much room and breath and air that kind of circulates around the music. I mean, it almost feels like when I'm listening, I'm I'm surrounded by it in a way where it's kind of circulating around my experience. And I think that the visuals kind of transport you into that space even further. Thank you. Yeah, I think I've always been drawn to mysterious and kind of darkness and and definitely older things as well. The 1920s, I love. I love the feelings and kind of the hopelessness and mystery that's implied. And I think it draws me in and I, I want to yeah, have kind of a, a haunting, mysterious imagery throughout my work because I think that's in my music as well. But there's also a lot of hope and I think the record cover as well. It's something where the concept, it's like, well, there's a lot that, <laughs> that's behind it, but, you know, no roof, no floor and finding yourself through transitions and through grief and through hard times searching and reaching up and not letting there be barriers, pushing through the barriers and finding yourself. So that's why I wanted to have the hands, you know, going up. And Scout and Julie, I want to ask kind of what have been kind of the defining features of such a strong creative collaboration between you two? In general, what do you think kind of the essential pieces that need to be in place for a creative collaboration to really thrive and what's worked well for you two? Okay, I know. (laughs) <laughs> here's here's a good example. Wait, okay, I remember when you came to LA when you finished your record and we were taking promo photos, right? Yeah, I was talking to different labels. Yeah, and you hadn't gotten signed yet. And you're like, I need these photos to like propose the, you know, whatever. And I, I was like, yeah, let's do it. I'm excited. And I hadn't had a photo shoot in a while. And then I just remember meeting up. And first of all, you were down to do everything we like went to Malibu at like 6 a.m when the sun rose (laughs) and then we went to um someone's house to use their checkered floor and then ended it pretty chilled out but like at Hollywood Cemetery but yeah and that was like the perfect photo shoot like in terms of how it goes down both people are really excited you came with very solid ideas you know and I was like all right you want a checkered floor I'm gonna find a checkered floor you know what I mean they also trust me, which is very important. I just remember that that day, I was like, wow. I, I, I was like, I haven't had a photo shoot like that in years. Like, repeat, like yeah. you know just what I like mean? Flows. It just like works out so well. Yeah, that's awesome. Scott, what about for you? What do you feel makes for a great creative collaborator? I think I need someone that I can bounce my crazy ideas off of, that I can just kind of be like... Ah, you know, and then I do go in and I know what I want. And that is true. And I I feel like I do understand, but I do have a lot of ideas. So someone who I can like kind of bounce back with, that's really important to me. And someone who I can trust and someone that has good taste and Julie has great taste. Yeah. Someone who's down to work hard and when the opportunity presents itself. Julie, it was so great to meet you. Scout, so awesome talking to you and really excited about what's coming. New album uh, being worked on and just absolutely love your debut. It's Thank just you. It's stunning and, and the visuals are just so perfectly matched. It just elevates the entire experience. So thank you both for joining. 
Yeah, thank you. Thank you. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Scout, this is really exciting. This is the continuation of your episode and our time together talking about the art of your music and we were just chatting with Julie, who does all of the photography and album artwork. And now we have Ian joining us to talk about the band posters and imagery and illustration and design that goes into your world. So welcome to the show, Ian, and welcome back, Scout. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> so talk to me a little bit about how you two met and started collaborating together. We met through the music scene. Ian and I were both playing music in different projects and ended up sharing a practice space in bed And then we just became friends and have been friends for about four or five years now. And always just got along real well, always really connected over music and the music we listened to, you know, in our teen years. And we really started working together on posters when I started playing shows after the pandemic. So I guess in September 2021. And we might have done some design work before that, but not as like we get each other, let's collaborate. Ian, have you been illustrating and designing for a long time or did music come first for you? Well, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think posters, gig posters were like kind of the reason I wanted to pick up a guitar. And this is going back to like, you know, sixth grade, Ian. <laughs> you know, I'd, I think I, I probably saw like, a bunch of gig posters or even record covers in general. And I was just like, that's cool. I need one of those things that's in that image. Gonna get one, learn how to do it, be in that image at some point. You know? <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. What do you use to create your images? Are you working by hand or in like digital? It's a combination of the two. I mean, recently. I went to school for graphic design and like, Primarily, I'm my main like kind of artistic focus right now is painting and sculpture and stuff like that. But there was a good chunk in like my undergrad kind of years where graphic design was the thing just because of this, you know, childhood dream of creating gig posters for bands and that was the venue in my mind of like where I want, you know, my my work to kind of show up. And it always kind of felt like a, the right pairing in my mind, you know, just looking at like old punk posters. I used to play in like punk bands in high school and 
it turned into a little more of a academia based design in, in undergrad. And, you know, I went to I went to Germany and studied like illustration and and then came back and and then music kind of took over again. Scout, what drew you to Ian's work? I mean, what is it about his his artwork that you feel speaks to your music? I think we share the same thread of like the punk kind of DIY imagery. Like, you know, I got really involved in the music community young in Kansas City. And when I started playing shows, I was collaging and making my own posters. I've always created posters on the side and collaged myself. But I just always felt really drawn to Ian's work and just Ian as a person. We have a lot of fun. We work hard together and long. I like how hard he's willing to work. He's willing to hear me out. He really challenges me to really understand what I'm trying to get across and asks me a lot of questions that I'm like, oh, yeah, I should think about this as I'm making this poster or this artwork or what is my statement and he's actually made me feel a lot more confident about myself being an artist myself he's really encouraged me and really encouraged my vision the whole way and that has made me feel really comfortable and I really trust him what's that collaboration like you know how does it how does it start and how does it like I don't know. How do you kind of like rumble it out? And and I don't know. It sounds like Ian, you're drawing a lot out from Scout and and challenging each other and like working it through. Like, what's that initial spark? How does it start? It starts with a lot of ideas. Like I said in the previous interview, I'm like blah 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 blah. You know, and you just like dump it out. Yeah, yeah which is great. Yeah. And Ian <laughs> yeah. and I, even when we're not working, when we catch up on the phone, we can easily talk for four hours. It's like we really just can go on and on and on. And so it kind of starts with a lot of ideas and a lot of like, I might mock something up in Photoshop or collage something or print some stuff out and put it together and piece it. And I share mood boards. And I mean, we have usually a few different things and then we evolve from there and move things around. And he spends a lot of time on it. He really cares about it, which is awesome. And then when we get there, we're like, yeah, this is it. And it's kind of like a big aha moment and really fun to just be excited about it. I felt that way with the tour poster we just finished up because I was like, I would print this out and have this in my bedroom. I think this is just (laughs) so stellar. Ian, from your perspective, talk about the creative process with Scout. Yeah. Also, you know, she's she's works way harder than I do <laughs> at these things, you know, supplying images like that. Come on. That's like graphic design just candy in a way. Yeah, yeah. I, I I'm barely doing anything when, you know, the, <laughs> the, the images are I'm just typesetting at that point. <laughs> Type looks great, by the way. Come on. Oh, thank you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It really yeah. does. Yeah. No, I mean, I like to, you know, establish relationships with the people that I work with and I think if our tastes are aligned you know you can only make something good at that point but it, it's few and far between like you know really coming across someone like 
scout that you know the work is easy but also comes out so good in a way <laughs> what what is it about her music and what do you hear and feel in her music that you try to represent in the visuals i mean i really like making posters for like western disco rock music there are like a lot of like really good elements she has such a good touch for like detail you know i'm a musician myself i'm interested in in audio engineering and those kind of things and the record just sounds so good you know on it's really lush and so it is actually kind of really not it's like not always can you put on the record that you're designing for or the musician that you're designing for their record and have it like inspire you to pick out visual cues you know it's it's rare and it's it's cool Scout, when you see Ian's work and you feel the connection to your music, what does that feel like for you, that kind of representation? And, and what makes it kind of fit in like a puzzle piece for you? Like, oh, yes, this is how I want to present. It's a big relief because I feel like Ian really understands me. And that's the thing about working with people and building these relationships. You have to trust them so much. And it's easy to be misunderstood. And I, you know, I'm fun, I'm hardworking, but I'm a kook. I'm so weird. (laughs) I am very weird. And there's a lot that I want to tie in to my imagery. I know it's really serious. I know it can be dark-seeming. But I also like to keep people on their toes and surprise people and do things that are different. With the merch that we had just done, there were two prints, and there was one with a rabbit inside of a magic hat. And then there was also one with hands and stars and all these crazy designs. And the magic hat one, it was great because on the back of the shirt, I was like, I started getting shirts at Hot Topic at the mall when I was 10 years old. And I said to Ian, I was like, I wanted to have this kind of like emo, (laughs) weird carnival thing that's kind of slapsticky and funny because having a rabbit just pop out of a magic hat isn't what you would expect. And if I saw someone wearing that on the street, I'd be like, what is that? And then on the (laughs) back, he has the name Scout Galette, really big, no roof, no floor, all the dates, you know, and it's just beautiful. And it made me so happy because I'm like, 10-year-old Scout would be so happy. And so there's that younger self and that that I'm focusing on and where I'm at now and everything in between. And I'm really serious about my work, but also, I like to have fun, and I like to have fun while creating the visual stuff, especially. Like, the, the music, sometimes it's, ah, you know, and I like to have fun and and do different things. But when I see the final piece, you can feel it. It's like this just joy and feeling really seen and heard, and that feels really special. And that only makes me more excited to continue the collaboration. Yeah, I, I completely see that in the work, especially now learning more about your process with Ian and your process with Julie. There is, you know, a, a heavy, dark tone to things, but there is, you know, this playfulness to mm-hmm. how the images were created, the way you needed to hold your poses for the album cover, the way you've like, you know, <laughs> gone out and shot these images in in carnival settings to capture a certain feel. I mean, there's there's a lot of joy in that creation process. And I think learning more about how it's made, I can see it. And and it adds that other dimension, that other layer to you as an artist that, yeah, of course, you know, there's there's a tone here that you want kind of absorbed 
by the listener on face value, but, but there's more. There's more sides to you. There's more dimensions. And that kind of creative, the steps you took to get there, I think is really, really unique. Uh, awesome. Yeah. yeah. It, it feels really amazing to have conversations with both of them in this way and with this podcast, because I'm, I am realizing like just how spontaneous both of these people are and how fun these people are. And that's why I want to work with them because it does bring a childlike joy out of me while I'm conveying work that is really serious and heavy. And so I kind of connected that through doing this podcast and I love the people that I work with and it's some, it's nice building a team. I was going to ask kind of how you know a, a piece of visual art is done, how a poster is done, how you know when a poster is done and how you know when a song is done or an album is done. I mean, these are the kinds of things that could potentially be tinkered on or, you know, messed with, improved, or sometimes an improvement actually takes away. You know, there it can be kind of never ending process for the music and the and the art. When do you know to say it's enough? I mean... Deadlines are helpful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. The clock, the yeah, clock said the, it's done. So yeah, but there's not, there's nothing like you know the uh, the last minute need to get it done that last night of just it, it just I don't know what it is an ethereal kind of injection of like mental adrenaline that just the muse comes down and just makes That's it makes difference. it all right, you know. <laughs> That's the difference is deadlines. No, there's something about the the ticking clock. It's like a pressure that I want to say like the coal to diamond, you know, but yes, yes, sometimes, yeah. you know, like the, the time is just kind of compressing and I'm not saying they're always diamonds, yeah, but, but, yeah, right. but, but they become something. Right. There is an energy there in that kind of last mile that for whatever reason, I feel like the hours preceding it, even if they haven't been used well, the energy from those hours, they're somehow filtered into that truncated timeline at the very end. You know, like I, I think there's so much great work that happens when you're thinking and you're not doing it, or you feel like you're stuck, but you're thinking about it in the shower or on a walk or on a run. And then, yeah, when the clock is ticking down on you, it's just kind of channeling through you. And you just gotta, you, you just gotta get the it. most distilled thing that you can, you know, <laughs> through all of those, you know, activities that you were just saying. Yeah. Ian, what's your process like in terms of just your artwork overall and, and painting and sculpture? I mean, how do you approach, yes, the work with Scout, but just overall the work that you're making? I live in New York and I have a job where I'm traveling all over every borough every day. And so I get to see a lot of, you know, I'm a obsessive about like typography and and just little graphic images that you'll find on the street just picking up like a piece of garbage and I'll put it in my pocket comes home I have binders full of garbage basically at this point <laughs> that I, I started years wow. ago just that is going I think going to be my legacy garbage binders <laughs> at some point but um yeah no but I'll, I'll reference it you know if I really need like something bizarre like a you know, the way that people used to print receipts, you know, in 2009, it changed, let me tell you, in, <laughs> in the past, like, five years. And, you know, that's a typeface. I can source each letter, and then I've got a, a new poster, you know. I don't keep a, a written diary. I keep garbage diary. 
binders. So, <laughs> Scott, have you seen these binders? I'm blown away because this is something I'd be so into, and I've known You've Ian for it? years, and I've never seen the garbage Whoa, binder. This, I know this, about all of the side projects, all of the like demos. It's like a revelation, this interview. I, that's, oh my, I, my jaw is dropped because... I love trash. I, I, um, you know, uh, this is what's going to be next. It's just going to be trash posters, trash art. And I, you know, another man's trash is another man's treasure. I always lived by that. Um, Ian, so great to meet you, Scout. This has been such a joy to have you on and, and talk to you with Ian and Julie about your entire kind of creative world from album artwork and photography and videos to the posters that express your your musical world. It's just been a joy. Thank you so much for being a part of Making Ways. Yeah. Thank you for having us. I've had such a great time. It's been great. Yeah, great to meet you, Rob. Thanks so much for listening. Please subscribe if you dig what we're doing here on this independent podcast. Rate the show, share it with friends, colleagues, and creatives in your life. Visit makingwayspodcast.com to learn about our guests, see the exclusive artwork I illustrated that goes along with this episode, and support what we're doing so we can continue to bring you amazing new episodes at the crossroads where art and music meet. Making Ways is created, hosted, and illustrated by me, Rob Goodman. Audio engineering is by Brian Paik at Pacific Audio. You can find us on Instagram at making.ways. And if you have a project that brings together music and art, I'd love to work together. Hit me up at rob at makingways.co. And check out more of my artwork at robgoodmanart.com. Be well and see you soon. Thanks so much again for listening to Making Ways, the Art of Music.